are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We got quite the show on tap today. Pretty good chunk of Blackhawks news to discuss. To start things off, let's get into the latest additions the Blackhawks made to their hockey operations department. This news broke on Monday. The Hawks, they made three new hires and promoted one current employee with most notably Kendall Coyne Schofield being hired as a development coach, making her the first ever female development coach in Blackhawks franchise history. So quick congratulations to Kendall making history here in her hometown of Chicago. Kendall grew up in Palos Heights, Illinois, and was a graduate uh, graduate of Sandberg High School in Orland Park. So pretty uh, pretty cool stuff. And for those of you who don't know who Kendall is, this girl could play some hockey back in her day. She represented the United States numerous amounts of times. Um, She went on to become a six-time world champion, played in two Olympic World Games, helping the United States women's national team take home a gold medal in 2018 and a silver medal in 2014. So she was really impressive on an Olympic scale. And even before all of that, I saw... She won uh, the Patty Kizmeyer Memorial Award for top player in women's college hockey during the 2015-16 season. And that year, Coin Schofield led the nation in goals, goals per game, points per game, shorthanded goals, and hat tricks. Not a big deal. Uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is that she was a beast. And she actually, um, not only is she the first women uh women female development coach in Blackhawks franchise history. She's been the first woman to do a couple other things uh in professional hockey. She was actually the first woman to compete in the National Hockey League's All-Star Skills competitions. If you remember, she did the fastest skater competition was absolutely flying out there. It was super fun to watch that year. I think that was 2 years ago, 2019, I believe. Um, and then Coin Schofield, she was also part of the first ever all-female broadcast for an NHL game. That was a Blackhawks game, actually. So seems only fitting that she checks off another first by being the first female development coach in Blackhawks franchise history. So one more time, congrats to Kendall, and I'm I'm super excited to see her help out the young prospects coming into the league. She'll specifically work with the Rockford IceHogs and their coaching staff by 
evaluating and assessing prospects. In Rockford, they also added another development coach on Monday. One of the other hires by the Blackhawks was former NHL forward Eric Condra, a former 7th round pick of the Ottawa Senators back in 2006. He recently retired from professional hockey after a solid 10-year career as a grinder in the National Hockey League. He only amassed 99 regular season points in 372 games. Not great, but scoring wasn't really his role. He was a solid depth piece. He played a good role for the Ottawa Senators for a handful of years. He went to Tampa Bay for a couple. He played a couple years for the Dallas Stars when he was all right. Uh, He played a lot of AHL games in between as well, but he was just a a well-respected guy around the league and he wore a, a letter a few times when he was in the minors. He was the captain of the Syracuse Crunch one year as well. Um, helped the Binghamton Senators win the Calder Trophy in 2011. So a pretty good resume in his American Hockey League career. And he, he lasted a, a while in the NHL in a role that uh, he was good at. Ten years in the NHL as a third to fourth line grinder. So Condra, he's been around the game of hockey. He's seen a lot over the past decade or so. And he'll join Coin Schofield down in Rockford to help that coaching staff evaluate and assess both current and potential prospects. The Blackhawks also hired Juan Gonzalez to be Rockford's strength and conditioning coach. Juan previously did work with the U-17 and U-18 United States national teams. He's also worked with uh, NCAA and high school athletes, different sports from all around the country. I was also checking out his Twitter the other day. It just seems like he's got some pretty is- interesting and unique ideas as a strength and conditioning coach. He's one guy I'm probably going to reach out to and see if they want to jump on the podcast, actually. Um, but congrats to Juan for joining the team down in Rockford as well. And then last but certainly not least, Megan Hunter. She was promoted from senior executive assistant to the vice president slash GM to director of hockey administration and amateur scout, which that's sounding like a hell of a promotion. So congrats to Megan and congrats to all the new hires in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Looking forward to seeing everyone make an impact in the franchise. Um, And also look out for a possible conversation with a couple of these new hires in the next couple weeks. I'm going to do my best to reach out and, uh, See if anyone is available for a conversation sometime in the near future. All right, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about Kirby Doc's dominance at the World Juniors Camp for Team Canada. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilko, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. Bilko comes in a squeezable plastic container, which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, for your breakfast before a long day at work, and also just as a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Bilko is the perfect protein and energy source to get you ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Bilko is offering 20% off, but only to lockdown listeners, so be sure to go to BiltBar.com right now, click on the Bilko section at the top, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps, to get an extra 20% off your first Built Go order.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, so I just finished up discussing the Blackhawks' recent additions to their hockey operations department. Now I want to move on and talk about 2019 first-round pick Kirby Doc, who has just been toying with kids during this World Juniors camp for Team Canada. I hope you all saw that clip of Kirby making a ridiculous pass with his skate on a two-on-one for a goal in practice. That clip was posted everywhere on social media. I don't know how you could miss it. But Kirby, he added to that by having a dominant scrimmage on Monday night. Team Canada had an inner squad, uh, inner squad scrimmage, excuse me, breaking up into Team White and Team Red. Kirby played for Team White, who won the scrimmage six to three. Really, it was four to three with two empty netters. Um, but before those empty netters, Kirby really was the offense here for Team White. He made his mark early and often in this scrimmage. He scored the opening goal. Uh, demonstrating his patience in front of the net. He corralled a loose puck and took the time to get off a strong shot and it found Twine. Um, And then, not too long after, he made a nifty spinorama move entering the offensive zone in transition. And he he just turned and fired a backhander on net. It wound up bouncing off the netminder's pad or the post. I couldn't really tell. Either way, it bounced right to Philip Tomasino for a goal. So, not not too long into the first period, Kirby Doc had two points and put Team White up two to nothing. And then Doc he added to it by scoring his second goal of the contest, making it three to nothing for Team White. He found a soft spot in the defense right out in front of the net, and then hammered a one-timer home. So Doc he played a huge part in Team White's victory with three points. Um, and the decision by the Blackhawks to let Kirby go and and play for Team Canada at the World Juniors, that that's looking like it's paying off because this kid, he, he just keeps looking better and better. I, I know he's, right now, he's playing in scrimmages against kids his age, but the progression still is notable, uh, noticeable, at least to me. So, it's making me really excited to see how Kirby's going to fare for the Blackhawks this season and also at the 2021 World Juniors, I don't know if that's going to interfere with the NHL regular season at this point because still nothing is set in stone as to when the year is going to start. The NBA, they have it all figured out, but the NHL, they're they're not even close. As I've talked about in a couple of episodes recently, there, there's been some disputes going on between the league and the players regarding... Uh, the players' salary deferrals and escrow caps and whatnot, and, and it's surely not helping speed this process up. So sending Kirby to Team Canada's camp, that seems like a pretty good idea at this point. You want the kid ready to go to help the team whenever the time comes. And honestly, intense game action like the World Juniors while, while representing your native country, that, that kind of sounds more productive than training camp to me at least, so... Honestly, even if the two do wind up overlapping a little bit, I still think the Blackhawks should let Kirby stay. I mean, he's been at camp this long already, and it's unlikely that 
He'll be called to training camp anytime in the next two weeks with what's going on in the NHL right now. Um, but who knows? Regardless, seeing Kirby dominate this camp, that's exactly what us Blackhawks fans wanted to see. I- I've seen um, a couple big-name hockey analysts say that Kirby, he's been one of the best, if not the best player out there for Team Canada, and that definitely has me excited about his future in Chicago. Even this season, I, I think he could be a very productive player. I think he could be due for uh, a big year, especially after how he played during the postseason last year. So, um, And Doc, he'll more than likely open the season on the second line with Patrick Kane. And if those two start passing the puck and establishing some chemistry, look out because that could be the next deadly duo for the Chicago Blackhawks that they've been missing really since trading Artemi Panarin away a couple of seasons ago. All right, I think that takes care of the latest news on Kirby Doc out of Team Canada's World Juniors camp. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to provide some updates on a couple of the Blackhawks' top forward prospects. Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, so I just finished up talking about Kirby Doc's dominant World Juniors camp with Team Canada. Now, I wanted to be sure to give you all some updates on a couple of the Blackhawks' forward prospects that are currently loaned overseas to European teams. First, unfortunately, some bad news. Mate Halupa, who could become a Blackhawks fan favorite here in Chicago, solely because his last name is spelled like Chalupa, um, but Made Halupa, he was, uh, he has mutually parted ways with Mountfield HK in the Czech Extraliga after kind of a, an interesting situation brewed there. Halupa wasn't playing much to start the year after being a solid player for Mountfield the last two seasons. Then he, he started to get into the lineup a little bit. He wound up recording two assists in six games. And then on Tuesday, news came out that the two sides mutually parted ways and Halupa is heading to North America now. So I'm sure that's certainly not the situation the Blackhawks were hoping for when they loaned uh, Halupa to his former team. They, they wanted him playing and ready for training camp, whenever that may be. And, and that situation just didn't pan out for w- whatever reasons. I'm not sure we'll ever hear from Mountfield HK or Halupa as to why that happened, but either way, Halupa is now heading back to North America and will be ready for training camp, as I said, whenever that may be. Then the Blackhawks also reassigned forward prospect Michael Tepley from BK Milada Boleslav of the Czech Extraliga to HC Stadion Little Maurice, which... (laughs) 
sorry if I, if I botched that name, but they're in uh, the Czech Republic's second division. So basically, Tepley was bumped a division down, which that, that shouldn't be discouraging. He's still only 19 years old, so playing in the top league in the Czech Republic, that might be a little much for a 19-year-old Tepley at this point of his career. Um, and, and he's had some success in the second division in the past, so I like this move. Before coming to a North America last year to play for the Winnipeg Ice, Tepley played in the second division in 2018-19, and he had 10 points in 23 games. So hopefully this time around he'll be closer to a point per game now that he's two years older. And I mentioned this move because... Tepley, he's someone that I think can play a middle six scoring role for the Blackhawks one day. He's a gifted goal scorer. He's demonstrated that everywhere he's played. He's probably still two years away from the NHL at least, but I think he's a player that Blackhawks fans should star in their memory book because of his gifted offensive abilities. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, November 25th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Friday's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.